0: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, April 28th edition. Got a fun nine-game banger on tap for your early, early slate, so get up or listen tonight or first thing in the morning because the slate starts at 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time, 9.35 a.m. Pacific Time. If you're playing FanDuel, it's a 10-game slate because they have the Boston-Toronto game on there as well. Hope you guys had a good Wednesday. It was a fun one. Fun one. Kepler doing his thing. You had um, Taylor Ward going off. Lots of good pitching. Uh, Joe Ryan told you the GPP special. He absolutely dealt in that one, so that was fun as well. So hopefully you guys had a good time there. Uh, if you guys do like the show, if you guys can give a rate and review on iTunes, I would appreciate it. Or go check it out on YouTube, the Fancy DJ's YouTube channel. Subscribe, give it the old thumbs up, and have some fun there. If you guys are season-long fantasy baseball players, coming out at least twice a week, that flips on Tuesday, up in the bloom on Thursdays. Try to split another show or two throughout the week. So uh, go check that out, Benched with Bubba, for your season-long fantasy baseball needs. But let's get back a nine-game super early slate. Lots of good pitching, or at least good GP pitching, some kind of boomer bust-type pitchers to navigate the minefields of. It's a getaway day for many. It's also a lot of early games because, just face it, MLB does not want that NFL draft smoke. Pretty simple stuff there. Uh, so lineups will be interesting with the getaway situation going on there. So it might make other pitchers even better. Uh, to to target and also could bring more value to the lineups as well. So let's talk totals on this nine game early slate: Padres, Reds, eight and a half; Brewers, Pirates, seven and a half; uh, Orioles, Yankees, eight; Marlins, Nationals, eight; Rockies, Phillies, seven and a half; Tigers, Twins, seven; Mariners, Rays, eight; Houston versus Texas, eight; Royals, White Sox, seven. So a lot of low totals, nothing over eight and a half. Quite surprising on some of these games. But if you look at the pitching, there's some like legit could be surprise ace type pitchers here too. So we'll have to uh, see where the cookies crumble when we get done building. But uh, let's talk pitching on this slate. Your highest price pitchers, Justin Verlander, 10-1 at the Texas Rangers. If you want to go there, no problem with that at all. I'm going to save some cash on this slate. There's some other options I like. But, you know, Verlander facing this Texas team, only striking out 19% of the time versus righties, but only have a .081 ice on a two ten batting average against – Right-handed pitcher, so Verlander should be able to slice and dice. Got up to eighty-five pitches his last time, eighty-seven, the time before that. Five or more K's in every start. He's been good, still hasn't gotten fully extended yet. And I'm gonna save some cash and go to some guys I think that can be equally as good, if not better, in their matchups today. Michael Kopeck at ninety-six hundred bucks. I'd rather take the chance on there against Kansas City. We've seen him get up to 85 pitches his last time out. We've been talking about it every time. Like the skills are legit. Five innings, no one in runs in back-to-back starts. Five or more Ks in back-to-back starts. 19 or more DK points in back-to-back starts. He's so, so good. If we can get 90-plus pitches this go-around, that could be tremendous going up against Kansas City. A team that could be, like, it's, it feels like they're ready to break out. They haven't quite got there yet. They only strike out 19% of the time. versus right to pitch in there. not hitting good. 218, 122 ISO. And that ISO has gone up in the last, like, week because it's been a very low, slow go for Kansas City. So, Kopech at 96, definitely an intriguing GPP play. Not one of my top targets tonight. I have the free DFS picks article at rotoballer.com if you guys want to check that out as well. But uh, Kopech really, I like Kopech over Verlander. Let's put it that way. I'll save the 500 bucks and take my Kopech chances versus Kansas City. Now we're getting into some fun. 8500 bucks. Tariq Skubal. Skubal, if you guys remember this last year, we played him a lot in the 6K range, low 7s. He's up to 85 and coming off back-to-back gyms. Five and two thirds at Kansas City, no earned. Six innings against Colorado, no earned. Six or more Ks in both of those starts. Twenty-four or more DK points. The pitch mix has been great. Swinging strike rates have been outstanding. And with with Scooble, he's going to have some rough starts here and there. There's no sugarcoating that. There's going to be starts where he, he has poor command. He's walking guys. He has a propensity to give up the long ball when certain off-speed pitches in his pitch mix are not working. So he kind of starts feeding in the fastball. That has been a scoobal problem. But so far, the off-speed pitches are working very, very well. So uh, this is something I am intrigued with at $8,500. And like I said, going up against the um, the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota is a spot you can target as well. Minnesota striking out 24.5% of the time versus lefties hitting 214. They don't have a 143 ISO. Not bad, but not hitting for a good average. Decent amount of strikeouts. So Scoobal at $8,500, look to target there. James and Tyon going up against Baltimore is very, very strong. Tyon's had two really good starts. And then he got hit around at Baltimore, but it's two really good starts for both at home against Toronto and Cleveland. So let's, uh, he got 84 pitches his last time out, which is great. So maybe ramp up to 90 plus in this outing. And again, you're facing Baltimore, 24.6% K rate versus righties, 203 average, 102 ISO. Uh, you can go back and Tyon if you want. I think he'll be popular because he is facing Baltimore. It's one of those things target pitchers versus Baltimore, Oakland, some of these really bad teams. So Tyon should be very popular. Um, I have other options that I like over Tyon, but no problem with Tyon. I'm just going to try to fade the chalk if he is chalky type thing. Like I'd rather have Scooble. I'd rather even take the chance on Bailey Ober at $7,900, $200 less than Tyon. I think that's a great GPP pivot because most will go to Tyon if they're spending that kind of cash. You save $200, you go to Bailey Ober. He's on five innings in every start. One uh, earned runner less in his last two starts. You know, 6Ks, 3Ks. Ks are always a kind of up and down thing with Ober. He only went 79 pitches, so you're playing with the pitch count. Can he get the strikeouts? These are the kind of things you're dealing with. Detroit's striking out 23% of the time versus righties. So I think Ober is a really good tournament pivot off of Jamison Tyon. Tyon's got the higher ceiling than Bailey Ober. I'm not going to deny that. But Ober could put up an equally good, if not better, line depending on Tyon's uh, strikeout propensity versus Baltimore. My top play here, I talked about him last time he pitched. I was willing to take the GPP gamble, and there's still a lot of boomer bust. busts. But you're giving me Freddie freaking Peralta at seventy-seven hundred dollars. He was eighty-nine last week at Philadelphia. Went five innings, one six Ks for eighteen point three points. He is twelve hundred dollars cheaper at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, I know he hasn't been elite, but five innings and one run last time. The thing is, even in like his three innings, six earned against St. Louis, his four innings, three earnings in Chicago, his swinging strike rate is outstanding. Like, let's bring up some. Freddy Peralta stat. Like I told you like last episode, I'm, I'm gonna try to bring up a few more player profiles here once in a while. I, I try to make the show really quick, but if we're moving along and I want to try to prove a point, we're gonna we're gonna get to fangrassing and have some fun here. But when you look at Freddie Peralta so far this season, the dude's got a um he's got a 28% K rate, 14% rock rate. So that's killing him. That's big. And that's been a thing with Freddie in the past, is the walks. If you can limit the walks, that's gonna be a tremendous right out of the gate. That's a quick Quick fix to have. He's a seven five ERA, three seven four FIP, three six three X FIP. So obviously there's some definite positive regression coming his way. Only a fifty eight percent left on base rate. That should be going to at least. He should be a seventy to eighty percent left on base rate guy. So that'll be tremendous. He had eighty percent left on base rate his last start. Positive things there. Uh, You know, 387 Babbitt, again, he had a 250 his last time out. 387 is not going to happen for him. What we saw last time is much more sustainable, 20% K to walk his last start against Philadelphia. And here's the real kicker, the thing I love to see with Freddie Peralta because, you know, he might be giving up hits, he's walking guys, this, that, and the other, but when it really counts, he's got a 31% O swing, so he's getting guys to chase out of the zone, and he's got a 12.6% swinging strike rate. He's getting guys to swing and miss. It's just a matter of, you know, first pitch strike is only 49%. He's got to get in there. He's throwing it in the zone uh, 34% of the time. He's expecting guys to chase right now, and that's his problem. That's what's leading to all those walks with Freddy Peralta. If he can be more effective early in the count, keep the chase rate. The chase rate will go even higher because he'll establish that the hitters have to force themselves to swing at some of his trash, and we're going to see the Freddie Peralta of So I'm going to keep taking my chances. If, you know, Pittsburgh hits him, so be it. Freddie Peralta should be massive chalk on this slate. Massive chalk. Um, if you're making multiple lineups, have a Pittsburgh stack. Have a Dan Vogelbach. Have Brian Reynolds is back from the one day COVID IL he was on. Uh, have have some Pittsburgh. I have no problem with that. Diego Castillo, whoever you want. But uh, Freddie Peralta, at seventy-seven. This is an elite, an elite, elite arm. He's made three starts, and people are overreacting in a big way. The underlying metrics are still very promising for Freddie Peralta. Like we expected him to just come busting out the gates. Doesn't happen for everybody. But he should not be seventy seven hundred bucks, especially at the Pittsburgh Pirates on this slate. So I will take Freddie Peralta seventy seven. If it bites me, it bites me. But he is elite. He might only give us fifteen points. He might not even get his fifteen points. But he has potential to get thirty plus points. Where not many other guys can do that on this slate, and that is why he's a tournament play. He has that potential. So keep that in mind with Freddie Peralta. Um, going cheaper though, I don't like a lot of the cheap plays. Similar to yesterday's slate. I don't want to really go below Freddie. Um, You know, Bruce Zimmerman has been great. If you want to use Bruce in tournaments, I'm okay with it. He's 6,800 bucks going up against the New York Yankees. Bruce has been outstanding. He's gone five innings in back-to-back starts. He's given up two runs the entire season, six Ks in back-to-back starts. And one of those was against New York, five innings, four hits, no earned, six Ks. He's putting up uh, 19 or more DK points in back-to-back starts against New York and at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And you got a Yankees team that is striking out 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching, with a 238 average and a 205 ISO. So lots of power, as you'd expect with those boppers in that lineup, but also a ton of swing and miss. So at 6,800 bucks, you can use the rim in a tournament if you want. I'm not in love with it, but I totally see that the tournament appeal. All right, recapping your pitchers on this slate, I'm going Kopek at 96. is one of my favorite at 85. You can definitely go tie on. No problem with tie on. He's going to be chalky. If I'm taking chalk, you know who I'm taking. But tie on at 81 is just fine. Bailey Ober, great pivot off of tie on at 79. Freddie Peralta, I'm gonna live and die with this guy probably every single start till they get that price right. I will have like I'm not gonna go 100 Freddie, but if I go three max, I'm probably have two at least two Freddies. I'm just it's gonna happen. So um, give me some Freddie at 77, and then if you need to take a punt, Bruce Zimmerman at 68 is definitely uh, someone to to take a dive on. Let's check out the bats on this nine gamer here. Catcher's position, uh, JTR, J.T. Realmuto at 4,900 bucks. Love Philadelphia ever since Censatella. the Since the has been you know okay this year, but I'm not gonna go running to play him on this slate. I think uh, Philly, they've been hitting the ball with their due for one of their big boy games. It's coming. Maybe it doesn't happen because it's a weird getaway lineup. We'll see. But there's a there's there, there's that feeling that a big boy's coming. And since tell his last start was his first road start. You know, he, he gave up one run at home against the Dodgers, one run at home against the Cubs. First road start at Detroit because of five runs. First home run of the season. Um, so I like Philly on this one. Give me JTR at 49. If you're going a little cheaper at the uh, the catcher's position, as Monty Grandel at 41, he's gotten off the slow start. But going against uh, Brad Keller, Brad Keller got exposed a little bit more in his last start. He's going to have good starts from time to time, but I'll keep targeting Brad Keller if uh, people want to. This White Sox offense has been quiet, so let's let's get them going. Let's give me some Yasmani Grandel at 4100 dollars. Um, cheaper plays though. You could look at Higashioka 37 if you want to fade Zimmerman. Not looking to do that. I'd, I'd rather go cheaper with some with some of these guys. And one would be, um, I got Victor Caratini. Oh, is he still on the COVID? He is on the COVID IL. So see who Milwaukee's playing because Caratini has been in a strict platoon with Omar Narvaez at catcher, and Caratini's faced the lefties. So let's pull up here. Maybe it's going to be, wow, they priced him up to 4K. That can't be it. Uh, Jackson Reitz maybe Severino's on the um, the f- suspension so see who Milwaukee's got up there catching it might be Jack Reitz but I don't think so uh, if Navarez cracks the lineup at 34 groovy but uh, I think he's been he's been sitting pretty much exclusively versus lieutenant pitching yeah Jose Quintana so you might get an interesting catcher in that one again you're going to find some value catchers Ryan Jeffers had a big game on uh, Wednesday going up against Scooble. a little tough but he's 27 hundo it's not a bad punt you're going to get a lot of punts in this uh, day game situation here. So see what pops up, and you'll get a nice catcher situation. Like one, let me just go right back to him here. Do One of my favorite backup catchers, but it's a lefty matchup. So he might not. Oh, he might. Riley Adams at 2K. He's a boomer bust guy. He's got one homer on the year, showed a good hit tool with Toronto in the past. He's over here. He'll probably get the start because the lefty Rodgers is on the mound. If you need a catcher's punt, I have a feeling he'll be on the lineup. He's $2,000. Go for it. Uh, first base position. If you want to ride with Seattle, you can Ty Francis and Fuego at 56. I'm probably not going to spend that much for Ty France, but you can go there at 56 for speaks. Like CJ Cron, Colorado could be a fun contrarian stack because Wheeler has been like I, I I mentioned the good things about Freddie Pralta. Wheeler is still not shown many good things just yet, and I know it's uh, didn't really get a full spring training and all those kind of things, but uh, I'm about one more start away from getting a little concerned with Mister Zachary Wheeler. So uh, CJ Crona, 53, had a seventh home run on Wednesday. You can target him and the Rockies as a nice contrarian stack. Uh, G-Man Choi versus a lefty is always in play, but Dan Vogelbach at 45 versus Peralta. Again, if you're fading Peralta, go for it. Reese's Pieces, he's off to a slow start, but still he's producing fantasy points of those OBP skills he has. You're only hitting 233 with a 761 OPS. He's 4,300 bucks. You're getting him at a discount in that Phillies lineup. So you can look at Reese's Pieces if you want to. Um Jesus Aguilar, uh, I believe his first home run of the year on Wednesday. I love Miami. It's a great value stack on this slate. Uh, Aguilar at thirty six hundred bucks versus Patrick Corbin. So Miami, very, very much in play on this one. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe at thirty four, but you know I like uh, Aguilar, but I'd rather save three hundred bucks and give me Garrett Cooper at thirty three. He's been raking right now. Um, either one are fine, but I like me some Garrett Cooper at thirty three. And Joey Votto's got to get going eventually. You got Spencer Torkelson at 29 and Votto at 28, both nice values on the slate. Um, Cincinnati's pretty cheap on this one. Just going to throw it out there. There's a guy coming up. Your free square's coming up at second base. It's pretty wild, but uh, some nice options at first base. Second base, Jazzy Jazz. Jazz Chizma, 54. Love him versus Corbin. If you're stacking Miami, that's a good spot. Cronenworth's kind of heating up a little bit. He's 47 versus Tyler Molle. Uh DJ LeMay, he's leading off and playing very well. Don't mind Polanco. Um, but uh, we're getting to your free square, and this is this is pretty funny to me. Pretty funny. I don't know what happened. I know he's been on the IL for a while, but uh, Jonathan India was activated and went one for four with a double on his first game back, and he's only $3,200 leading off of the Reds at home against Nick Martinez. So if you're playing cash, you play Jonathan India. Just take the savings and enjoy. Uh, I think he's a GPP one-off if you want. He's definitely a part of a Cincinnati stack. You don't have to play Jonathan India. Like if you're stacking Miami, you're playing jazz. I get it. Or you're playing, you know, some other stack options. But if you don't have a second baseman in your stack and you want to save some cash, Jonathan India, at 3200 bucks is massively mispriced on this slate. So just keep that in mind. Um, that, that, that's an, an interesting pricing there by good old DK. Third base position for us. Machado's fine at 59, but I love going back to Alex Bregman at 51. Bregman and the Astros against Martin Perez is a target I want to make. So Bregman at 51, I like quite a bit. Um, again, if you're fading Peralta, because Brian Hayes at 49, he checks uh, checks the boxes there. Brian McMahon at 46 versus Zach Wheeler, if you're fading Wheeler. Intriguing play as well. Um, other than that, though, like Brad Miller versus Verlander in a tournament, sure. If you want to say somebody not in love with it. Jake Berger, second home run of the year on um, – Wednesday if you're stacking Chicago versus Brad Keller. We kind of talked about doing that burger at 32 is a nice value for sure. Um, Bobby Witt's down to 31 and folks, he's hitting. I told you to be patient. Not sure. I want to use him versus Kopech, but we might be back to him on Friday. So Bobby Witt's cheap. Enjoy it folks. Long season. This is why we keep targeting these guys in tournaments. Good things eventually happen. Mikhail Franco, $2,600 for your value versus the lefty Rogers. If you're looking for that price point. And again, I'm not going to mention half the value because these lineups are going to come out. And you're going to be like, what? Who, who's this guy? Like if we saw with Houston, there's a couple guys. Like, Who are these guys? So that's probably going to happen again on Thursday. Speed so Shortstop Wander Franco at 57, cash game lock against Flexen, GPP one off, whatever you want. Franco at 57 is a phenomenal play on this slate. I love Tim Anderson as well at 51, especially versus Keller. Anderson's been raking. So if you can't afford Franco for some reason, Anderson's a great option. Um, but I like Franco the most. Willie Adamas at 5K is straight on fire. Worth every penny versus Jose Quintana. Milwaukee, another good stack. If you're stacking Houston, Jeremy Pena is 48. He's worth a look. Javi Baez, $4,300. Still too cheap, folks. Too cheap. I mentioned the thing with ba- Bailey Ober. Is he going to get strikeouts or is he going to pitch to contact today? We never know. If he's pitching to contact, Javi Baez at 4300 bucks, Good value for his upside on that one. Didi Gregorius had a nice little Wednesday. If you're stacking Philly, $3,500 cheap piece of Philadelphia. It's a GPP only because Didi can, get, can go over with the best of them, but definitely a potential value there as well. And then Mike Brosu to so get the start from Milwaukee going up against Cantana. So if you want to punt and you're stacking Milwaukee, Brosu's your dude. I'm not going to punt him by himself. He has to be part of the Milwaukee stack to get brosu in my lineup. Outfield Buxton. Yes. Love Bryce Harper on the slate at 6,100 bucks. I don't mention Harper a lot on the show. Love him versus Satella at 61. If you're paying up, don't mind Casty at 54 as well. But Harper is my dude in Philly. I like him a lot on Thursday. Uh, Schwarber's fine. The big boppers in New York. If you're fading Zimmerman, definitely a play. Stanton at 4800 bucks is actually kind of cheap, all things considered. But um, going cheaper, like me, some Blackman at 45. No one's gonna pay that price tag for him against Wheeler. No one. So if you're fa- if you're fading Wheeler, that's a really strong like leverage play with uh, Charlie Blackman, Andrew Vaughn. Another bomb on Wednesday. He's hundo. chick has been heating up. He's 42. Keep playing Kyle Tucker. I know it's a lefty on the mound. I don't care. Martin Perez shouldn't be long for that game. Tucker's 4,100 bucks. Just keep playing Kyle Tucker. That is one. Like, if you want to... Okay, I'll say it, If you want to fade him today because of the lefty-lefty, whatever. That's fine. But uh, he's $4,100, so enjoy it while you can. That's the only thing I can tell you. Uh, Sed Mullins at 4K versus Tyon. Uh, Austin Meadows versus a righty at 4K. Both... In play for you on this one. Miami got Jorge Soler at 38. Aviso Garcia at 37. Both guys aren't lighting the world on fire, but neither is Patrick Corbin. So keep an eye on either one of them based on the lineup situation there. You got McCutcheon at 36. Hunter Renfro at 35. Love me Renfro. versus the lefty, Quintana. Nice little value in his matchup. Uh Going down to the low 3Ks, Max Kepler hits lefties just fine. It is Tariq Scoobles, so give him some respect. But uh, Kepler, double dong on Wednesday. Home run on Tuesday. 34 hundo gallows homeward in back to back games. He's uh only 33 hundo in tournaments. He's uh, interesting, I guess. Anthony Santander at 31. If you're fading tie on like a tie ons chalky, I like some Baltimore, like Mullen Santander, a couple pieces there. That could be fun in the sh- with the short porch there in right field. That could be intriguing. The bad part is Yankees bullpen so good, so good, which makes it really, really tricky as well. Uh, Tyler Naquin's only $2,900 versus Nick Martinez. Told you the Reds are cheap. Naquin 29, Bottos 28. Um India's thirty-two. Like there's some value with Cincinnati, like crazy value with Cincinnati. And then like but the other guys below three K, there'll be a bunch. Like Dozier, if you're fading Kopech, but again, Tommy Fam, he went deep on Wednesday. He's only twenty-seven hundred dollars, super cheap. You got Senzels back at twenty-six. I'd rather have Fam, but they're both super cheap. Chas McCormick led off for the home run for Houston on Wednesday. If he's leading off again, twenty-six hundred versus Martin Perez, outstanding price point. So lots of guys to check out. Pay up. Yeah, the last one I will mention, Odubel Herrera is only twenty three hundred dollars. Odubel Herrera is streaking, folks. Two for four with a double and a home run Aw, today. He went two for two uh, two games ago with with a triple. When he plays lately, he is hitting since he's come off the IL. He's hit safely in two of four games since coming back from the IL. He's got Sensatella in a great matchup at twenty three hundred dollars. So keep an eye on Odubel Herrera. Recapping your pitching, Kopech 96, Scooble 85 with a lot of upside there from Scoobs. Tyon will be popular, but I get it at 81. Ober is a pivot at 79. Freddie Peralta is my dog at 77. Hundo. Uh, and then if you need to punt, Bruce Zimmerman at 68 is an option if you need it. Stacking things up on this slate, Reds are far too cheap for San Diego, so I like the Reds' value. And that matchup, especially the free square known as Jonathan India. Milwaukee versus Quintana, sign me up, starting with Adamas, followed by like the Renfros, the Cutches, and others in that lineup. I love Miami versus Patrick Corbin. That's a definite one with some value outside of Chisholm, who's expensive, but the rest of the dudes are pretty value. Like Cooper at 33 is pretty sweet. Um, going with Philadelphia versus Satella is intriguing, but don't forget Colorado versus Wheeler. That could be sneaky, sneaky. Um, if Tyon, on super chalky, Mul- uh, Mullins and Santander and company could be worth a little bit of action in their game, and then going to the next page here. I'm not in love with Detroit, but give me a Houston versus Texas. like that one quite a bit. Going up against Martin Perez. Love me some Houston. And then the White Sox could be interesting. So right now it's pretty much Houston, um, Philadelphia, Miami, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. Those are my main targets so far. Um, It's going to be a really, really... Interesting one on this one. And then I just got a message in the chat. I have been paying attention, but apparently um Otani's getting blown up. No, he's not. He what the hell are you talking about? He uh he's pitched five innings. He's only got four K's. Sorry. But um he's pitching just fine. he two runs in five innings. Um he just doesn't have the strikeouts. I told you Cleveland doesn't strike out a lot. It was on the show yesterday. Um, but there you go on that one. So hope everybody has a great Thursday. Don't forget. It starts early, 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time, 9.35 a.m. Eastern Time. to give a rate and review to the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes, I'd much appreciate it, and Ben Strathola coming at you multiple times a week for your season-long fantasy baseball needs. But for now, everybody, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, April 28th edition. I'm out. (laughs)